0: Hello, beautiful creative people. We have a special treat for you today. We have our first creative spotlight with singer and songwriter Judah Legg. We'll hear how he navigated risk to pursue his creative passions and how beauty has transformed his creative process. You'll also enjoy musical interludes from Judah's new release, I Hear the Sea. Get ready, you're about to be inspired. Are you creative? but feel stuck and tired of not having enough time and money to create? Do you dream of your content making a significant impact on those around you? At the end of the day, are you frustrated that you have no energy left to be creative? You are not alone.
1: Welcome to the Beauty Hunters podcast, where we explore life's beautiful moments to awaken your creative heart. We are your hosts, Jonathan and Michelle Rose, fellow creative souls who have broken out of the daily grind and are living full time in our creative pursuits. We understand the struggle and are here to guide you with inspiring stories and strategies on the path to vibrant creativity. So if you're ready to take
0: your creativity to the next level and release it into the world, then grab your coffee, tune in and let's create a more beautiful world together.
1: Welcome to another episode of the beauty hunters podcast. Today, we have a special treat for all of you listening. We have our wonderful friend, Judah like here with us. We can't wait to get into his story. We're also sitting out here in December, and the sun is shining. It looks so beautiful. We've got the windows open, so you may hear some dogs barking and the cars <laughs> driving by. Probably so. But just know we're sitting here enjoying this weather. But that's real life. Yes. All right. So, Jonathan, let's, let's take it away and introduce Judah.
0: Yeah, so... Uh, Judah Leg has been a good friend of mine for close to a decade now. Yeah, um, we've since we met, and Judah has shown up in my creative life in some pretty important ways. Um, the most pre- notable one is. Uh, for a couple of years he joined me at some of the festivals where I was presenting my artwork. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Just was was. hanging out and doing that. And then one year he was scheduled to go on the trip with me. I had a debilitating health event like the day before the trip, which is a whole nother story and will be mentioned in episodes down the road. But the long story short is overnight I lost half my hearing and had like this debilitating vertigo and it was this devastating blow to like my whole creative process. And I couldn't make it to this festival. And Judah just, we called him and said, hey, we're canceling the trip. And Judah's like, I'll go do it for you. <laughs> and, and he just showed up and just went and owned it. And, and man, it was just a huge blessing at a really low point for me at a really dark moment. And he showed up and, and saved us. Um, for that weekend. And, you know, that's just the kind of friend he's been and the kind of person he is. So we're really grateful to have Judah with us. Without any further ado, Judah, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us how people can connect with what you're doing right now in your creative time and then give us some, some history about your creative journey.
2: Absolutely. Hello, everybody. My name is Judah Legg. I've recently started a new project called Cozy. K H uh, O Z I E Z if you're in America, um, and cozy is my art and my music and everything that I'm releasing everything under now. So it's kind of my stage creative name. I have been you know in Nashville, Tennessee for well was in Nashville for about twelve years. Went to Nashville originally right out of school. I studied uh, jazz at Columbia. In Chicago and ended up um, getting offered some cool opportunities in Nashville so I headed down to Nashville Tennessee and started working in songwriting and then everything fell apart
1: (laughs) (laughs) don't you love those moments (laughs) exactly
2: and then eventually found myself back into songwriting um, and into oil painting And I've been up in Nova Scotia, which is my home, for the last 11 months, uh, which has been really beautiful and wonderful.
1: Yeah. And, you know, not too long ago, I was stalking you on uh, social media and I saw one of your videos and how you just talked about how. The slowing down and the the catching the beauty, you know, it, it just resonated all the things that beauty hunting is all about. And so, you know, if you want to just go into what Nova Scotia has done for you in this season and there's 11 months.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And so I started just taking these little videos and snippets and talking about life in Nova Scotia. On this little island, but then as I was doing these videos, taking these little snippets, I was like reawakening a deep love for that place. Hmm. And the scenery was what inspires the way that I write music. I realized all the stuff that I was writing in Nashville, I was writing out of a place of being homesick. There's a sound Through the night it calls me home Soft and sweetly, I cannot resist, I must go, I must go. In this voice, a fire burns in me. Cuts right through the marrow of my bones, I must go, I must When I got there, go. within a couple months, I had written probably 15 songs. I was like, oh, wow, this is crazy. And now, having been there 11 months, I've written 38 songs. And so I'm taking my favorite of my favorite 10 of those 38 tunes and currently working on a project of melding some of the sounds and the dramatic coastline into this ethereal indie pop kind of thing.
0: I think what I hear you saying is when you were in Nashville, You were writing from this place of longing for the beauty of home.
2: Yeah, 100%.
0: And then you got home and you're just immersed in the beauty of
2: home. Absolutely. And
1: now you're writing in abundance of it because of being there.
2: Yes, absolutely. Where I'm writing from a place of actually feeling fulfilled and content versus in a place of grief.
1: Yeah.
0: We've been talking today and you've been telling us about how accessible beauty is around you how close you live to the seashore and how close it is just to walk to the lighthouse or to this cliff or to this beautiful view and go watch the whales what is that like because it sounds like in nashville you were striving for a creativity that you knew was there but didn't feel like you had access to it And, and now it feels like you're just creating out of this overabundance largely because of The desires fulfilled for being home, but also being surrounded by all that natural beauty.
2: Yeah, 100%. I found myself so often, like, literally, I would put on drone videos of Nova Scotia on the TV to write to.
0: When you were in Nashville? When I was in Nashville. Okay, just to stay, stay
2: inspired? And, like, if you could understand this island, Cape Breton Island is ranked as the second most beautiful place in the world by National Geographic and it is my home, it's where I'm from. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You,
1: you've convinced us today that we're yes. needing to go. <laughs> yeah,
0: we, this, this camper that we're sitting in right now, it's gonna be parked yes. in your driveway someday
2: soon. <laughs> yes, come on up. Um, but being immersed in that kind of beauty all the time, you can't help but wanna create things. And I think because when you're looking at beautifully created landscapes, you can't help but wanna imitate that. Whether it's through sound or through painting or through whatever, you can't help yourself. It just is an overflow of where you are. Yeah. Because you're constantly taking in beauty everywhere.
0: I'm gonna play I'm gonna play devil's advocate on behalf of our listeners. So, Judah, that's easy for you to say you've got family in the second most beautiful place in the world, right. and you can just hop on a plane and go be there and be inspired. What would you say? either to yourself 10 years ago who maybe didn't see that as an option or to someone who genuinely feels stuck or like they want to make that kind of a change, but they don't know how in the world they would do it. What do they do right now?
2: I think one, you have to decide what you want and then you have to weigh the cost. So yes, I have family that's there. And so I weighed that into the cost of like what I was creating for myself, but maybe what Cape Breton and what Nova Scotia is to me is not the same to you as where somewhere else is to you. Yeah. So what if there's a different town a different landscape that's calling to you? That's not Nova Scotia. Maybe it's, you know, the Pacific Northwest, maybe it's, uh, New Mexico, maybe it's Arizona, maybe it's Idaho, Montana, whatever it is. Yeah. The great wild, the, the outdoors that's calling to you. Um, yeah. you have to weigh what it will cost you cause it will cost you something. Or,
0: or maybe it's not even a location, but just some, some adventure, some yeah, group of actions you need to take Absolutely, that, are, that feel risky.
2: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Like just get outside. Even if it's like, I can't go anywhere. I'm sure that there's a park in whatever town or city you're in, go for a walk, but you have to decide what you want and then weigh the cost of it. For me, I weighed the cost and I decided that it was worth it for me to go and be there for the time that I've been there. And it has been. I'm And it's always going to be a risk. There are no guarantees ever. Like if you're working a desk job and you hate your desk job, there's no guarantee that that company is not going to fire you in two weeks. Yeah. It happens all the time. We just watched like, wasn't it 5,000 layoffs right before Thanksgiving? Right. There is no guarantees nothing. So you have to decide what it is that you want and then weigh the cost of it. And then if you want to make it happen, you can.
0: Yeah. And, and I think too, maybe you can't, maybe you can't take the big step. Yeah. Right. Maybe you can't just pack up everything right now and move to Cape
2: Breton. Right.
0: Maybe, maybe you don't have the resources for, the grand gesture that is your magnum opus right. of your creative journey. Right. Right. You don't have that right now. So what are your options? Well, you could just do nothing. Right. And then you certainly won't get there. Yep, absolutely. You know, or you could just figure out, well, what's a small step I could take?
2: Well, and fu- it was funny because... And maybe it's dr- drone footage of home.
0: Right. Right. And that was I- a small step.
2: Yeah. And I think too, like, just being open to different options than what you're in now. Just be open. Hmm. Because when I went home for Christmas, my plan was just to film some footage and then to piece back to Nashville in January. I was only going to be there for like a month and a half, I think. Yeah. And then I ended up staying. I, so you, it you caught so, me off guard. So
0: you took one small accessible step. Yep. And then all of a sudden this creative possibility unfolded unfolded right before you
2: absolutely because it it all worked out in this crazy kind of way where oh all my stuff is in storage anyway there's no rush for me to get back so why don't i just see how this plays out (laughs) (laughs) and it's been really lovely
0: wow so on on this end of that transition it sounds like it should have been an easy choice right but when we were talking there was a lot of turmoil Oh yeah. Um, in making that choice to yeah. go back. What was that process like when the thing you feel like is the thing you should do doesn't feel like the thing that's easy to do or is necessarily the thing that's accessible at this moment?
2: Yes. One thing that I would, like, for sure tell myself 10 years ago is to not be swayed by what other people think you should be doing. As a wow, career. that's okay? so good. Because as a creative person, you... Yes, we're all creative. But if you are like a creator as a person, your brain thinks differently. It doesn't necessarily move within the confines of society. It doesn't function well in societal norms. So other people sometimes project what they think you should be doing because they're bothered by what they don't understand.
1: Yes. And so
2: if you do something that they don't understand – they immediately want to put you back in the box that they can. And I think it's because people feel disconnected from you as well. Um, so I, I would tell my w- myself to not necessarily listen to the demands of other people because that was where my greatest turmoil came from. I was so afraid of letting people down, letting yeah. my friends down, so afraid of disappointing people that I legitimately loved because they wanted me to stay and be where and how they know me. So
0: how much, how much creative resource do you think you were burning just
2: trying to manage other
0: people's expectations versus just creating
2: so much space in my brain? So much space in my brain was totally gone trying to please people, you know, and you just can't live that way. You yeah. can't. I think too it was like the mixture of the space that I needed in my brain to survive, to make ends meet, and then the space that was being taken up trying to appease my community. Like wow, what left was me. what was left? Yeah, I had nothing left. That's why I would write a couple songs a year, I would do a couple of paintings. Um and then now, I mean, this year I put out a whole collection of artwork over the summer. I did 20-something pieces and wrote 35 songs, 38 songs.
1: And where can people go and listen to what you're working on?
2: Yeah. Okay. So all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon. If you type in Cozy, K-H-O-Z-I-E.
1: Well, yeah. We'll
0: have links in the show notes.
2: Awesome. Yeah. 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 Cozy. All the places. Cozy cozy so all streaming platforms cozy uh and then also i'm on instagram and tiktok if you look up cozy music um my tiktok has a lot more of the videos of just my life in nova scotia and what it looks like on this beautiful little yeah, island. yeah if you
0: want some inspiration just go follow judah on socials yeah. he's, he's i binge
1: po- watch i binge watch he
0: posts <laughs> pictures of the Apparently second most beautiful place in the world.
2: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What's the first? Um, I believe it was New Zealand. New
0: Zealand. Okay. That makes sense.
2: somebody voted Iceland as like number three. Sorry, it's the most beautiful islands in the world. Okay.
1: Dude, Judah, it has been such a pleasure having you here today and just reminiscing and then also just hearing and catching up on what he's doing um, in your life and what you're doing out there. in all your projects. You literally can sit there and binge watch his videos. They're so (laughs) captivating. His music just draws you in, it's magnetic. So definitely take the 30 seconds to go over and follow him and look at his stuff. And uh, we'll definitely tag him when he puts out his new project in January so that you guys can see when it comes out.
0: Yep. Judah's been really fun sitting down with you today. We hope that this has added some value to any of our creative listeners out there. We hope you guys have felt inspired, felt challenged, felt like, hey, maybe there's some hope for my own creative journey to find a different path, to find some inspiration, to find a way forward into that thing that I know I was made to do,
2: I was created to do. That's awesome. Thank you so much for having me. So fun. Yep.
1: And so we'll see all of you guys next Monday.
2: Thank you for joining
0: us on the Beauty Hunters podcast. We hope this episode has inspired you. Before you go, please hit that subscribe button and share us with your friends. If you want to support the show, the best way is to leave us a review on iTunes. You can connect with us on socials at the Beauty Hunters podcast.
1: Until our next encounter, always remember that your creativity will make the world a more beautiful place. I hear the sea, she's calling me. A voice in the night,
2: I hold on tight. I've always known one day I'd be once and for lost in your sea.